Hello everyone, the one called Fate knocks at your door. We're back with another episode of Tabletop Recap, finally catching up on our games. I'm your host, Hunt, and we also have Big Boy Chungus here. No, I'm Patrick Warburton. We have Big Boy Chungus here, and uh, today we're talking about exploding kittens. Just a little party game. Basically, as I like to call it, the card game of Russian Roulette. Yeah, it's quick to learn, quick to play, uh, for ages 7 and up, and for 2 to 5 players. Uh, <laughs> the box says, a card game for people who are into kittens and explosions and laser beams and sometimes goats. Uh, how about before we go any further, we roll for initiative. 11. 14, but it's your game, so I'm going to pass it off to you. Okay, so Exploding Kittens is one of those games where it's real easy to learn, real quick to get through, and you can play it many, many, many times before people feel like they're done playing it. Yeah, it's a party game, so it's supposed to be fast and play over and over with a large group of people. So basically the way it starts off is you have the deck of cards, uh, which has a variety of cards that allow you to do special things, and just some cards with some goofy designs on it. Um, the main two cards of the set are the Exploding Kittens, which are in the forms of bombs, and uh, Diffuse cards, which are basically meant to negate the bomb effects. Uh, each player starts off with four cards plus one Diffuse, and each player goes through the deck, drawing one card at a time until they hit a bomb card. And basically, just like I said, Russian Roulette, you keep drawing cards and kitten uh, Exploding Kitten cards, until only one player is left. Yeah, and we only played with two players, but you should really... I feel like you should really play with the max, like four or five. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, there's... Uh, there's. Let's see, yeah. Five players is the max, because there's uh, six diffuse cards and five, four exploding kittens. So, yeah. So that's the rules, huh? Yeah. Uh, tell us how to play. So, uh, as I said earlier, each player starts off with four cards uh, after the deck has been shuffled once. Uh, and then one, each player is given a diffuse card, uh, one per person at the start. Um, as you are drawing and uh, playing cards, you will have opportunities to have special uh, abilities activated. For example, there are some cards that allow you to... Uh, skip your own turn so that way you don't have to draw some that allow you to see the top three cards of the deck so you can get an idea about what to expect if it's a bomb or not uh, and then there are the just the card uh, the design cards which have images but no text and those are special because if you have a certain number of them such as three of a kind or uh, two of a kind or five of uh, a different face value or a five of a different face uh, you can uh, steal cards from your opponent or select cards from the discard pile, which can be really help, helpful mid-game if uh, you're desperate for a diffuse card. Yeah, and there are a few different uh, types of action cards. You have one called Nope that stops the action of another player, and you can play it at any time. Uh, you have one called Attack, where you end your turn without drawing a card, and you force the next player to take two turns. There's one called See the Future, where you look at the top three cards of the deck. One called Favor, where one player must give you a card of their choice. And uh, Skip, you can end your turn without drawing a card. And Shuffle, where you can shuffle the deck, basically. Uh, and those are the different uh, action cards. Uh, 
And uh, we also just have some some of the cards that you match up, which are really weird, like Taco Cat, Beard Cat, just weird things like that. Potato Cat. Harry Potato Cat. Yeah, so the game really wants to be funny. I recognize the artwork. I've uh, there's a there's a, it's it's not really like a big time cartoonist, but I've seen a uh, an indie artist who has a similar art style to that for his comics. Um, usually really crude, over the top, um, but I can't place a name of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the game was created by Elan Lee, Matthew Inman, and Shane Small. Uh, it's a Kickstarter game, actually. It had. Over 200,000 people back the project. That's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it's really not funny, though. The cards aren't funny. In fact, this is actually the kid-friendly version. There's actually a uh, an R-rated version of this game where it has, like, people pooing on each other and their sexual references. And it's also not funny, but it has some shock value to it. Yeah, we're just looking at the base one today. But uh, the art's also supposed to be kind of cute, and it's really not cute no, either. It's, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is nothing against the guy who does the artwork for the comics, but it's it's fugly. Yeah, it's supposed to be cute and funny, but it's not cute or funny. So I don't know what's up. Uh, it almost reminds me of, like, Invader Zim, almost. Like, the artwork is totally fine, and... In some aspects, it could be considered cute, but then once you look into it deeper, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Uh, but that doesn't mean the game isn't fun. Yeah, no, the game is actually fun. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason it's a popular party game. Um, <laughs> I would have won more. We played several times today, and I've played before at like, New Year's parties and stuff, back when you could have those. Uh, but I've... Uh, I only won once today because you kept playing the card that lets you take a card out of my hand, and then you took my... Uh, I kept stealing your Diffuse cards. Yeah, you kept stealing my Diffuse cards. I wanted and, to say Disarm for some reason. And the thing is, I kept doing like the most basic form of stealing where I just I pick a card randomly from your hand, and I just kept picking your Diffuses yeah. out of them. Until the next game when I took all your Diffuses because I figured out where you keep them in your hand, so, so I kept taking them from you. Mean you mean where I actually shuffle my hand... I just have no clue. Yeah, no, I figured they were always on the end, so whenever I took an end card, it was always a diffuse. Oh. Yeah, they always ended up on the ends, I guess. Good stuff, good mm. stuff. But yeah, it was a fun game. If you throw a lot of parties, or, I mean, used to throw a lot of parties, <laughs> and when parties can happen again, uh, Exploding Kittens would be a very fun party game to play. Yeah, it's definitely for the guys who want to have a game that's like Russian Roulette, but not all the death. Yeah, I actually remember playing this at a New Year's party once, and only two of us were sober. <laughs> yeah, me. No, you weren't there. Oh, I wasn't? Okay. No, it was uh, me and uh, another friend, and she was sober too, and everyone else was so drunk. Like, they couldn't even play their cards, they were so drunk. And the two, two sober people were just sitting there like... Are we done? <laughs> like, eventually I just left. Yeah, parties like that, you know, it's, it's it's only fun if you're involved in the drinking, I guess. Yeah, I don't really drink. It's not really my thing. But let's not turn this into a... Uh, uh, Prohibition! Bring it back! Just kidding. Drinking. I was going to say an intervention session. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Drinking, I don't have any problem with it. Don't drink and drive, kids. Yeah, don't do that, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Exploding Kittens... 
fun game. Not a lot to talk about, though, so we're going to continue on into just talking about random nonsense like we did at the end of the last episode. <laughs> I love random nonsense. Okay, so if D&D was real, if we lived in the Faeruns, what class would you be and why? Uh, okay, realistically, uh, I would probably be some kind of bard lore master because, uh, one, I thoroughly love research and looking up the information and background and culture of other things, which lore masters, you know, their whole spell is, you know, looking up songs and other stuff to use for their advantage. You are a big history buff. Uh, but also because most bards, uh, not to sound cliche, uh, but they're more of a jack-of-all-trades. And other than just research and studying and relaying said information, I don't usually have a whole lot of practical skills. But whatever I do decide to do, I have insane luck on. <laughs> nice. And then if I were to have just, you know, ideally, I would say some kind of barbarian. I have a suppressed rage that I must frenzy. Barbarian. Barbarian. <laughs> Love that show. It's okay. Uh I think it's a pretty easy call for me. I would be a druid 100%. You legit get sad when anything negative happens to nature. I, like, get upset over roadkill sometimes. Like, I'll see a deer on the side of the road, and I'm, like, sad for the rest of my drive. Yeah, you don't... Uh, and it, 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 it's, it's not a bad thing, but you, you can't stand the sight of anything that involves, like, animals or nature's just dying. Yeah, you, you told me about an animal you hit on the road the other day, just, like, some bird, and I was like, why would you tell me that? I didn't need to know that. And the thing is, I wasn't doing it intentionally. I'm not a sociopath. I, it was on a two-lane highway. I had a car in my blind spot, and there was, like, 500 yards of distance when I first saw the animal. I'm like, okay, I, I can't move. You need to move. It's either you or me, and I'm not going. You can go any direction but down, bird. Come on. <laughs> and it just stood there. <laughs> oh, poor baby. I'm upset about it. Yeah, I would be a druid 100%. I'd be that nature boy and that nature goy. Because I ain't Jewish. We could theorize about some of the other our other players and friends who also play the game, but I really don't want to like talk behind their back. We're not talking behind their back. We're trying to figure out... Okay, so what do you think uh, Connor the Trading Card Goblin would be? A goblin? <laughs> not race. You don't get to pick race. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. Um, well, he himself has already said that he's really into like the SCP and research, so I would say either like some kind of rogue or pseudo-magic user. Not necessarily a wizard, because he's not... Uh, He's, he's more hands-on. Think about it. What class... Like, he's a big conspiracy theorist. What what class would a conspiracy theorist be? Either a rogue or some kind of warlock. Okay. Pro yeah, maybe rogue. Let's go with rogue. Uh, I mean, there's... You, you can flavor a rogue to be pretty much any class. And he's already said that he wants to, at some point, you know, try a spy or an informant or something like that. Uh, how about... One, he should just play as a rogue. <laughs> he wants to. I don't know why he doesn't. He do wants it. all. No, this was something he actually told me the other day. He he wanted. He wants to be a rogue, but he also wants to have magical powers. Rogue magic. You, you do realize there is a literal class called arcane trickster, where you're a rogue. <laughs> you have all the rogue abilities plus minute spellcasting abilities. He says, "I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell me? You didn't ask. You didn't." Jeez. But I think that's what he's going to play next time, is what he was saying. Yeah, perfect. That's what I play in uh, Kami's campaign. Speaking of, 
Mikami. What would he be? Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. He tends to lean towards the bards naturally. He's kind of like me. He's a huge history buff. It's his favorite um, class, too. You know what? With all the stuff that he's going into right now, uh, with like his family and stuff, with like the, the, the blacksmithing, maybe an artificer. Oh, maybe. I mean, he's really hands-on when it comes to crafting that kind of stuff. He, yeah, he's a very handy person. Yeah, he's very handy. Uh, but he's also very academic and <clears throat> knowledgeable about not just that craft, but like the history of the craft. So I could see him as some kind of like battlesmith artificer, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that man could build a house by himself. He, Yeah, maybe battlesmith artist... Artificer? Yeah. Don't say it like I used to, art, artificier. <laughs> At least I could say Abishai. I can too. Abishai. Now, now you can. <laughs> well, you don't exactly have a text-to-speech function in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Okay? Yeah, we were talking about Avernus recently, and he couldn't he couldn't say Abishai. I can't like say Abayashi <laughs> was what I used to call it. That sounds like a type of sushi. <laughs> Dade! Dade, why? We'll get to Dade one day. Uh, the next episode about Karen's campaign, we'll talk about Dade. But uh, <laughs> what about his wife? What about Karen the Manager Slayer? Um, Probably just a druid as well, honestly. Possibly. Um, if I were to say race, I'd say halfling. Because <laughs> she's short. <laughs> Bless her heart. You don't get to pick race in this scenario. I only do it for comedic effect. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Um, Probably a druid. I honestly, I haven't known Karen for that long, so I don't think I'm a very good judge. You would probably be much better, because I've known Kami since we were little. Now, granted, I haven't seen him as much in our teenage years, but, you know, he's still got kind of the same personality as back then. But uh, you probably know more about Karen than I would. Yeah, I'm going to say druid as well. She's definitely a, 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 a druid of sorts. <laughs> she she's care, probably cares about the animals more than I do, and that's saying something. I grew up on a freaking farm. Uh, what would you... Uh, I I have a pretty good idea about what he would be. What do you think about G? Paladin. Paladin. Is that what you were thinking? Uh, either Paladin... Um, actually, no, Paladin, but I was thinking of... <laughs> I was thinking more... So He has two different types of Paladins he could be. He could either be, be the typical Paladin where it's like, I fight for justice and for the light. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, or if you've ever seen him on the football field when he deals with uh, his uh, teammates who don't want to cooperate, he could definitely be a paladin of uh, conquest, uh, serving Bane, the god of tyrants. A couple of levels in Barbarian, maybe. Maybe, yeah. He, he, he's, uh, he likes to help people, but he's also not afraid to smash some skulls if he has to. <laughs> but definitely, definitely a paladin on his best day, Barbarian at his worst. Both of you are barbarian at your worst. We're big guys, and yeah. we have some suppressed angers on certain <laughs> subjects. We're just waiting for that moment where we unlock our frenzy ability. Yeah, I that's... saw what you did. <laughs> I saw that. I'm angry. You wouldn't <laughs> like me when I'm angry. I have this unbearable need to smash. <laughs> My pee-pee cancer. <laughs> We were sorry, we were watching Adventure Bros. Uh, I wasn't going to go there. Season but... 6 premiere, check it out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, okay. I love that show. I hate that it was canceled. Okay, one more person, uh, and probably the newest player to our group, uh, D-Legend. You know, I don't know. I don't know him near as well as you do, so I'm going to leave that up to you, because I've only hung out with him a few times since I've met him. 
Definitely a monk, I would think. Oh, uh, like- he, uh, ever since I've known him, you know, I mean, he's always been uh, a fan of martial arts media, whether it was anime, mixed martial arts. He loves fighting um, games. He also loves fighting games like Street Fighter and Tekken. Big, you know, hand-to-hand combat guy. Um, not to the extent that he's like a weeaboo or anything, uh, but it, it's a genuine interest, and I kind of respect that about him. So I would definitely say either like a monk or some kind of fighter who focuses more on hand-to-hand stuff. Okay, yeah, I guess monk makes sense. That is what he's playing in uh, your campaign, after all. What kind mm. of monk is he playing in your campaign? Well, he hasn't gotten to the level um, that because uh, see, with a monk, you know, all monks are the same between levels one and two. They just are hand-to-hand fighters. Uh, they get their. Um, the monastic tradition is what defines the type of monk you become, uh, which is basically like the paladin's oath. Yeah. Um, and I think he was leaning more towards uh, the monk of like the, I don't remember the exact name, it's like the monk of the five fists or five fingers, whatever it's called. It's basically the one that's like kill Bill, uh, tap your body in three places and then stop your heart. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, I told him what the different versions are. He didn't like the version... Uh, that basically turns you into Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, he wasn't a big fan of the Sun Soul, which is like uh, a combination of priest and monk, where you fire sun blasts and yeah. you can heal people. Uh, he really liked uh, the idea of going whole hard into the um, just killer monk uh, bad A. Killer monk, now on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Love it. I'd watch it. Tonight on pay-per-view, the Killer Monk versus Velocipaster. <laughs> versus Wolf Cop. Oh, triple threat. There should be a Velocipaster Wolf Cop crossover. <laughs> that's that's not tabletop games, but it should happen. But yeah, we uh, this is actually kind of fun. I like uh, I'd really definitely like to hear some of our other players give their comments about what they think of us and uh, our other players. Uh, we should get them on this. Yeah. So, one more thing before we go. It's another TTRPG thing. Neither of us have played Pathfinder, but what are your impressions of Pathfinder? Mine? Yeah. Uh, well, from what little I've seen with YouTube and uh, Harmon Quest, uh, it definitely seems different, but it still holds the same mechanics and things that make Dungeons & Dragons fun. Like, you've still got a lot of role-playing heavy elements, They've got some different uh, skills and abilities that you have to work with than D&D. I think one of the things I like most about it from what I've seen is the variety. Because, you know, Dungeons & Dragons, you've got about two dozen skills you can work with. And you kind of have to be creative. And you've got like six stats. From what I've seen with Pathfinder, there's a lot more to do. So you have a lot more choices. Um, But I think I'd still prefer D&D. Yeah, for me on Pathfinder, if it wasn't another high fantasy TTRPG, I'd probably play it. And I know people are immediately thinking, oh, Starfinder! But uh, I just don't really know if I want to be playing two high fantasy TTRPGs. That being said, I do think it looks pretty cool. The first edition was literally just the D&D 3.5 rules, but now they've changed it up a lot and kind of become their own thing, more or less, uh, with second edition. Plus, their miniatures are on par with D&Ds. They're, they're made by the same people, the Hasbro? miniatures are. The miniatures, NECA, Hasbro, and WizKids. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 
It's it's the same. They're 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 in the same type of boxes and everything. Just different molds, I guess, for the individual figures. Yeah, it's just Paizo characters instead of Wizards of the Coast characters. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll probably get some Pathfinder miniatures at some point, even though I don't play. I still collect them, and most of them can be used for Dungeons and Dragons, anyways. But uh, Pathfinder has some interesting classes that Dungeons and Dragons doesn't, like the Vigilante class, where you can like just be Batman and stuff. <laughs> So, like, uh, a monk artificer. Yeah, you can be, like, the Green Hornet or something. Uh, With a gun. <laughs> the Green Hornet had a gas gun, actually. Did you know that? Still a gun. He wouldn't shoot people with bullets. He'd shoot them with gas because he was just pretending to be a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Green Hornet references, now in 2020. <laughs> Still wasn't relevant when Seth Rogen did it all those years ago. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> Whoops. I love Seth Rogen, but as a superhero, no. Kato does all the work anyways. Yeah. <laughs> kind of some red flags in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, but uh, then also uh, they have a, like a gunslinger class, which is pretty cool. Alchemist class that's that you don't have to go through Artisifer to get. Um, and their goblin lore is way cooler than Dungeons & Dragons. In Dungeons and Dragons, goblins are just like a pest, basically. Uh, to an extent, they're—I wouldn't call them a pest. I'd say they're an underdeveloped civilization uh, or tribe because regular goblins—they're not intelligent enough to form their own large societies. But then you have bugbears and hobgoblins, which are a little bit more sophisticated, but still very much more, you know, martial and fighting-based. Yeah, but the goblins in uh, Pathfinder are little arsonists, but they channel that into, like, uh, some sun worship and stuff so that they aren't as violent, and they don't like dogs, but... <laughs> Why? I mean, I feel like when you're that small, anything bigger than you is going to be something that you're going to have a stigma towards, but why dogs? I don't know. Like, one of their weapons is called, like, a dog killer or something. <laughs> Uh, don't, 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 like don't tell Karen the manager Slayer she'll freak she won't even watch Jojo because of that because of the dogs but uh yeah and uh but they're actively trying to become like better is the thing that's cool about those goblins so yeah. they're they're much more interesting like I'd have like I don't care to play as a goblin in Dungeons and Dragons but if I ever played Pathfinder the first race I would choose is goblin if I ever played a ray uh now, fate doesn't count because I was inexperienced when I made him, but if I were going to make a player character just to be a meme, definitely be a kobold. And I plan on doing it when we run, when, if I have to make another character for Karen's campaign, because she doesn't like kobolds. She says kobolds don't even exist in her world. Well, like, then, she hates them that much. Well, then I'm just going to play a midget lizard person. <laughs> you can't say that word! Oh, sorry. Dwarf <laughs> lizard person. <laughs> Is that a slur? I didn't know. <laughs> the, uh, and then, um, yeah, so that's kind of our thoughts on Pathfinder. Maybe we'll give our thoughts on Starfinder next time. But I think we've got enough. We're running a little short uh, this episode, but that's just because Exploding Kittens is a short game. Something you can learn in two minutes, play in 15. I mean, we played several rounds today. We just kept playing until I won because you kept beating me. <laughs> Stealing pure, my diffuse card. Pure blind luck. <laughs> but this game does involve strategy. You, you do need to have some forethought. And uh, if, if you're really good at counting cards, like you know how many of each card is in the deck, 
it's very easy to win. Yeah, there was one point where we had a few cards left, and I just went, that's the exploding kitten. And then I drew it, and it was the exploding kitten. Because since there's only two of us, you play with a number of exploding kittens minus one to how many people are playing. So there was only one in our deck. And was I was that, like, that's going to be it. Was that the one where I stole all the diffuses? <laughs> yeah, you stole all the diffuses from me. I had a you had like four in your hand at the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, classic stuff. That was it. Was really fun though. But I'm glad we played till I won. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It, it, it's it's better if everyone has at least one win under their belt. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's it for today's podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, you can check out merch and a donation link uh, in the description of the podcast. Also, uh, our Facebook page, B3 Podcasts. And if you want to contact us in any way, contact us on Twitter, at B3Productions. Tell us what game you want us to do. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Thank you all once again for your support. And we will see you all next time. Bye for now.